Tell me what you had for breakfast real quick. Let me check, see. check, check. One, two. I can't remember. <laughs> so it, long ago. I had, yeah, it was like a the protein bar. bar thing. Yeah, that's right. Perfect bar. Perfect bar. Oh, I had I had two of those today. Dude, those are good. Man. They're like full okay. meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny enough, I had them in the great town of Ben Lomond this morning. Really? Yeah. You drove down from Ben Lomond? Dang. Yeah. Well, I started in Cupertino this morning. Oh, wow. Uh, went and visited my mom. She works at... Oh, yeah. And then uh, got to work out in the garage at my parents' house. Nice. And I drove here. Now, now we're here. That's oh, awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. So excited to have you back. Jesse, welcome around, too. Yeah. So Jody. good to be back. Yes. And Jody? Yep. First time in the van. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you for having me. It was great. Last year, um, a lot of people enjoyed uh, our conversation. It was really inspiring. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, had a really good time talking with you, man. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. And so I was like, let's catch up about all you've been up to the last year. I think it was about a year ago. And also get yeah. another perspective. Yeah. Jody here. We're, we're live. We are live, yes. All right, I love let's it. Let's make sure. We don't want to lose anything. Well, yes. this is good. Yeah, I'm glad that we have Jody here because, uh, for one, it's nice to have, like you said, other perspective and to have somebody else to kind of uh, to talk about and to talk to. The full truth. A little bit of, yeah, exactly. A little bit of pressure off me, so it'll be good, you know? If you would like, then, Jody, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit of your backstory and then how you got introduced to this guy over here. Well, you know, that's a long story, so I don't know how far back to go, but uh, the way that we met, I was tattooing in a little place called Bandit Town up near Yosemite area, North Fork, California, the, the exact center of California. Mm-hmm. And I was tattooing up there. I was a tattoo artist for 10 years, had my own studio. And uh, Jesse walked in. He was getting ready to play the Loggers Jamboree. Yep. And he saw my flash. He wanted a little rooster tattoo. And uh, we sat down and... I tattooed him, and he commented on my playlist. We talked about music and uh, just hit it off as friends for a really long time. And, you know, I was introducing him, introducing him to all of my girlfriends. I'm like, this guy is so cool. I love him. Like, you know, you should meet so-and-so. And then I think one day I was just sort of like, I don't, I don't know if I like them talking. <laughs> yeah, and then matchmaker. I re- yeah, and then I realized I was talking to my friend Wyatt, and I was like, I don't know about that. And he goes, Why do you care? And I go, Oh, I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty funny. And then that was it. All right. It's like, you know. What year was that? I'm gonna talk to Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2016. Yeah, All right. 16. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. And then, we were friends for a long while. We, you know, I had tattooed and we went to concerts, all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Um, fast forward, you know, however many years now, I've lost track. It's been some years, Eight since, years. since 20, 2016. <laughs> yeah, it's easier just to mm-hmm. start there, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and we basically started writing songs together right away. I had already been writing songs. Um, and I was pretty private about it, you know, they're pretty vulnerable, you know, intimate kind of things. So I showed Jesse some of the stuff I'd been working on and he couldn't, he has this gift where he can just hear all of the instrumentation and all of, you know, how a song should go. And I had bits and pieces. So when I presented them to him, he just had this way of putting them together. And then we just started writing songs together. That's really wonderful. I, I I wanted to ask you about that because it's so great to see both up there 
playing music together. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this uh, another element of, you know, having this affection for one another. And I think that really comes through in the music, too. So I wanted to get that side of things of of how that kind of like that musical background. I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like Jody said, that was just kind of something that we connected on off the bat. And, uh, you know, music was a, a big part of uh, my life growing up you know, with my dad being a musician and my mom a music lover, uh, Jody's parents. I'll let you talk a little bit about, like, you know, where you grew up and yeah. and all that stuff if you want. But, uh, you know, Jody's parents were music lovers also, and so we both kind of had this appreciation growing up for it. And then it's weird. We kind of lived parallel lives in a lot of ways. Like, we had a bunch of mutual friends that we didn't know we had until we started kind of connecting the dots and we were like, hey, I was at that exact show on this exact day, you know? And our lives have been kind of winding the same way for a long time uh, until we got together. And then it was just kind of, uh, you know, a natural thing. The songwriting just kind of came together because Jody's a hell of a songwriter, so it works. it works well. Yeah. And do you play songs that you, the two of you write together, too? Or, I mean, the songs that you perform live, you know, off your album, how many of those, I guess, do you perform that you've written together, I guess? Uh, a good a good amount. You know, we do, uh, I'd say, you know, at least half, if not more, you know, of the songs that, uh, that we've written together are uh, on the set list, usually. We try to switch the set list up to keep it interesting for people so that we're not hitting them with the same thing year after year you know right but uh yeah and we have to play it too so exactly we don't <laughs> want to get sick of them yeah you know ourselves so were you also then jody somebody who grew up listening to country music i know jesse and i talked about how a ton of different musics in in your background the punk rock stuff was a huge part of your life yeah yeah was that the same for you yeah in, I, in the we, parallel world the same <laughs> parallel thing really you know i grew up in, so I was born in Watsonville, but I grew up um, from the second grade on up in a little town called Fall River Mills up by Bernie Falls in Northern California. So east of Mount Shasta. And I always have to kind of give that explanation because not too many people know where that's at. They think California ends at Sacramento or something. Yeah. But <laughs> it's way up there and it's a really small town, um, you know, just mostly wild rice and cattle and lots of ag. Um, so I was really into 4-H and FFA. And with that comes all of the country music and, you know, a lot of like the radio stuff. I was doing lip syncs to Shania Twain and, you know, loved Faith Hill. And it's true. I've seen the videos. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was really into all of that stuff. But my mom was a real rocker. You know, she loved, you know, Jimi Hendrix and she loved Jeff Beck and, you know, so I had a lot of different influences. You know, my dad liked that stuff too, but he listened to a lot of Hank Williams and George Jones. So he liked the really old stuff. My mom liked the rock and roll. And then all of my friends and all of, you know, the town was listening to the country, you know, pop country and stuff like that. So as soon as I could get out of there, um, I did because I was just eager to explore more and I went right into any concert I could get my hands on. And I think that's where Jesse and I have another parallel because I got right into punk music and, you know, rock and roll or, you know, whatever I could get my hands on. And um, I ended up joining an all-girl band. I was playing drums in that band, um, writing songs on my guitar at that time. And... um, also apprenticing to tattoo and so 
shows and music and all of that has always been a huge part of my life. So when we met, it was just, you know, that really bonded us immediately. That is yeah. so neat. What a coincidence, and too, to come, come across to each other. Out, we, oh, I've been at that. I was at yeah. that show. That's know? amazing. Yeah. And drums, too. And drums, too. Yeah, I just saw that awesome photo you posted. I wasn't from as good as yeah. drummer <laughs> as Jesse. We, we would show each other, you know, oh, this is the band that I was in. And, you know, yep. Jesse was a really, really, and still is a good drummer. Oh, yeah. You shared something on not too, too long ago drumming. I yeah. Like yeah, you're all the pictures to, of uh, you shared some old video? photos, but you also shared a video of you. I guess yeah. still got it or something like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, went. You were just like guitar. We were in Cleveland, Ohio, at the uh, is a rock and roll hall of fame. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if anybody's from Cleveland and they're listening right now. I might be getting it mixed up, but I believe it's Cleveland, Ohio. And they have this awesome display, and they had a drum set. And uh, if there's an open drum set, I cannot resist. I'll I'll jump on it. So that's right. It was a video from then. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. But then also the photo from Henflings. Actually, my dad today, he's like, ask him when he's coming to Henflings next. Oh, yeah. yeah. We want to. <laughs> yeah. And we've been talking yeah. for a long time about, uh, you know, doing because we've we've worked up, you know, from doing the shows at Henflings uh, and places like Henflings or the Crepe Place, you know, small mm. venues um, to places like Mo's Alley in Santa Cruz, you know, mm. doing like the 200 caps. So we worked our way up to those to the catalyst that was kind of like the the holy grail of venues you know to to play and to make a record uh but we've been talking a lot about doing another catalyst show and then just kind of showing up at hemflings afterwards and doing an after party type deal uh, that would be awesome you know and i haven't been in there in a long long time but i love hemflings man. yeah and That's, i feel like hemflings has a history of that you know people it does go into town to play the major event and then they would just surprise everybody by showing up you know yeah Oh, yeah. After hours. Yeah. They were just drinking or they were playing or whatever. Yeah. Billy Joe Shaver would do that. And I've heard Merle Haggard would show up at Hemflings before. I don't know how. Wait, to really? That. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what? Yeah. That's wild. People told me crazy stories, man. Oh. Yeah. And I wasn't there, so I can't yeah. confirm, you know, but. I mean, I could see it for sure. I was in there about a month ago. Um, and I had been there before, just popped in and out. And, and the backyard's like pretty cool. So. Yeah, that's it's a cool. cool, it's a cool hometown bar we have for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've really fixed it up. Yeah, they fixed have. It up nice. Yeah, but those photos were awesome though. Where'd you come across those? Those classic. Oh, the the drumming ones. Uh-huh. Those were. Um, so my buddy Josh Fisher, he was a bass player in a band I used to play in. They're called Three Up Front. Great guys, um, and uh, they were all older than me. I was in my late teens and early twenties, and they were all you know about thirties, and. Uh, that was from when we did a photo shoot for the Battle of the Bands at the Catalyst, actually. We did a Battle of the Bands. We we won the battle, and then we did a bunch of photos to kind of commemorate the deal. Um, but it's crazy to look back on those pictures, man, and to see, uh, you know, the, the evolution of, you know, music and just life, kind of where everything's gone. You yeah. know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You mentioned the Crepe Place. I think it was probably around... 2016 i want to say yeah. where i think i saw you perform for the first time i think oh wow you came in and uh i was excited to see you play i'm like and i i didn't remember I, I hadn't seen you in a long time i'm like dang this dude is tall yeah <laughs> you walk in i think you opened up drumming uh with henry chadwick that's that night right. and then you did did some some stuff afterwards that's right so that was man. the first time i saw you there at the crate place that's crazy yeah i know it's it's crazy to think back on all those shows that we played and yeah. done you know so then what, what year was it that you would say that y'all got on stage together and started, I mean, now you're touring 
all the time, but the, mm -hmm. the start at the beginning of like, we're going on the road for you know a little bit now all the time. I want to say it was the album release of the self-titled record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we had been singing together for a long time and we had been writing and um, I got to experience, you know, the process of recording that album with Jesse, which was a really great experience with Henry Chadwick and um, learning what that was like. And then Jesse's like, well, now you need to get on stage. And I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't know about that. And I just didn't you know, I wasn't inclined to do it. I was had the the fear of, you know making a mistake in front of everybody but he got me up there and it was so fun and we loved it and it really is has become our sound you know and if that's on the record it's nice to bring that to the live show too yeah there's like a continuity you know yeah. it's, it's the same as it is on the record as as the live show and uh you know we're singing harmony together on a lot of the songs that we wrote together so i think it kind of just goes it's a it's a good package deal you know yeah. yeah, and same with the writing, you know, and Jesse will have a great idea for a song and I'll be, you know, in the other room and I hear him working it out and I can I can hear the next verse and I'll come in the room and say, hey, what about I'm thinking this? And he's like, oh, that's great, you know, and we kind of spitball off of that and we just kind of know each other now and it's like it's easy to be able to know what he's thinking and what the story is and I'm thinking, well, you know, I think the story might need to go like this or, you know, I'm able to give another perspective, I guess, in that way. And then we can kind of come to an agreement on what the story is. And it's really, really fun. It's one of my favorite things yeah. besides recording in the studio now. That's so fun. And then you get to take it out to the road and then see people. I know we've talked about this before, but singing along to songs that y'all wrote i mean how gratifying is that when you can do that together and then see other people resonate with it for their own personal reasons too definitely definitely you know not to keep harping too much on the the you know romance aspect of you know writing songs and with your partner and whatnot but uh it one something that ties in directly to what you said was we had a couple uh send us their first dance for their wedding and that was a song called only money honey that jody and i wrote together and they used that song as their first dance, and uh, they sent us a video of them both crying and dancing to it, and it was so uh, emotionally moving, you know, yeah. to see that video of this couple that that song meant enough to them to uh, want to include it in their big day. Um, pretty crazy, you know. Wow. So, so it is. Sweet. It's it's like the ultimate compliment, you know, to have people singing the words or to want to include your music in their. Uh, their life moments, yeah. you know? Yeah. And these are songs that mean a lot to us. You know, mm. we wrote that song during a time where we were literally trading CDs for firewood and we were literally, you know, there was just That's times true. where we were really struggling and, you know, we wouldn't have any power. You know how it is up in the mountains, yeah. you know, power without power for five days, cooking on the wood, burning stove, all that kind of stuff. And it's not as romantic as it sounds, you know, it was really tough. And, we wrote that song during that time. So something that came out of our heart, one of our hardest moments is like part of their most beautiful moment. Mm. And there's just something that when that happens, it, it tells you to keep going. Like whatever we're doing is connecting and that's important, you know, for some reason that that needs to happen. That has to be incredibly gratifying because people 
I'm sure tell you all the time, like, this is a great sound. I enjoy this. This is great to listen to. It's fun. Yeah. Go out and see your live show and move and tap my feet. And then the other side of it is to have it included in such a personal moment at a wedding. Oh, like yeah. that, that, I'm sure, just speaks volumes to you're putting in hard work and you're putting your heart into something. And then you see that that payoff that you really did Definitely. put your all out there. Yeah, and I think it really gives you this this confidence that what you're doing is is valued and that you can just write sincerely about your experience and not think about writing for somebody else or for something some other reason, just writing for yourself yeah. and knowing that because you have that strong feeling and you're able to convey it, it's going to to reach somebody, you know? And so it, yeah. you kind of become more like a stronger sense of self kind of writer where you kind of have that, okay, now we really know who we are as songwriters and now we can write better, I think, write songs from where we're at now, That's from what it. we've learned, so. It's true. There is a, I think it was like a Carlos Santana quote or something I saw online the other day. It was like, if you can't give yourself goosebumps, how can you give anybody else you know with mm. your music and stuff so you have to i think it ties into what you're saying you know yeah. you gotta you write it from the heart and then that's those are always the songs that connect with people yeah. you mm. know the most i think that's really beautiful yeah if you want to do something that means anything like do something that really means a lot to you too yeah mm -hmm. start there and try and mm -hmm. kind of block everything else out yeah i think about it even in terms of like a, a career standpoint too because if you're doing something that you don't have a, a full passion about you know, you'll burn out. And oh, yeah. something I want to ask you about is you're on the road all the time. I mean, I get exhausted thinking about how long you're on the road. I drove three yeah. hours today. I'm like, get me out of this van. Yeah. So, I mean, like you, you have got to love it, which I'm sure you do. Can you talk about your life on the road and, and how that passion for what you do keeps you going? Definitely, man. I, you know, we do love being on the road. And, uh, you know, as long as I can remember since I was a kid, I always wanted to be uh musician you know and i wanted to be some kind of entertainer i didn't know the ins and outs of it i didn't know what it entailed but i knew i wanted to be in a tour bus going on stage and and do it living that lifestyle like you see in the movies you know that was um that was always what i wanted to do and so got older started actually playing music for a living and quickly realized that it's not all you know it's not all the the glamour of it you know but right. um but there's there's a type of freedom that you get from uh, being able to do what you love for a living, you know, to do that. And then to also for a person like myself and like Jody who loves to travel, um, getting to pick up every day and go to a new place and to do what you love in a new place um, as tiring as it is and grueling and everything and uh, sometimes financially hard, you know, all the reasons it kind of overrides all of those those things because it's it's my dream job you know and you're out here doing it which is awesome that's true would you call it your dream job as well yeah you know i feel like i was just kind of getting lost in what jesse was saying but it's crazy because sometimes i hear myself talking about what we're doing i'm like this sounds crazy you know people are like oh you were just in the uk and then you're on the east coast now you're going to the west coast and then we're going back to nashville but um you know we just this is our way of life. This is what we do. This is who we are. It's not separate from anything else. And that can be hard in itself without having that kind of separation. We don't go home and forget about anything, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
the one of the hardest parts I think is, you know, feeling guilty for missing out on family and friends and things That's like that. True. But at the end of the day, we have to be true to ourselves and this is truly who we are and what we love to do. So it calls to us if we're anywhere for more than a couple of days, we're kind of already figuring out where we're going next. And it's how we've always been before we were even doing this for a living when we first got together. I remember, you know, we just would clear out the back of the van and put a futon mattress back there and we would just go camp out by a river. And then the next day we'd drive to a different town and, you know. Yeah. We had yeah, it's uh, always, you know, been a yeah. love for travel for sure. Rambling fever. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> a great song. Oh, yeah. right. Would love to see Merle play that at, at Henflings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a big Haggard fan. I love him, yeah. That's right. The best. That was the only cassette I remember my dad having in his old truck. You you were saying it's Rainbow Stew. Favorite song. That's, that's a great memory. That's I love also Jody. I have a playlist of my all time favorite songs and Rainbow Stew is at the top. It's my, so good. Yeah. It's just, a great it held tune. up so well. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, especially anything that goes on, I feel like, in our country and in the world. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, everybody check out Rainbows too. Yeah. I was just showing that to someone the other day who isn't necessarily a country music fan, and they're like, oh, I get, get this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's relatable. Yeah, it cuts through for sure for anybody. I think that's a, a huge thing about country music, too. Yeah. It's just my mom, she never liked country music growing up. Mm. Uh, she would listen to 106.5 in, mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz. It was like the mix of all the pop songs. And now— oh, yeah. Only country, so she oh, really? came around. So I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the romanticized version of uh, when people see like Instagram, for example, sure. they see me traveling in the van, and they're like, "Oh, that looks awesome!" And of course, I curate. I'm posting, you know, edited photos and stuff. That's it. You're posting the highlights yeah. and, and the good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I and I'm quick to admit that. But at the same time, you do get through. You know, the the mornings waking up it's a hundred degrees or higher in here, and yeah, or you're sleeping in a I don't know a Target parking lot. Um, but then you do get through and you actually end up being in somewhere really cool and you're like, oh, this is worth it. Yeah. So and that's, that's sure you exact, get that. That's exactly it. You know, I spend awesome. so many days, whether I have to do all the back end computer work stuff or, you know, advancing shows and mm. emails and all the not fun stuff. Um, sometimes the travel just really catches up to you and it could be pretty grueling sometimes without sleep. Mm. Long travel days. You know, we drove, what, nine hours today. We're driving 10 hours tomorrow, you know, wheels up at 7 a.m. But, you know, it's it's corny to say, you know, that 90 minutes that we're on stage makes it all worth it. But it really does. You it's, know? Yeah, it's true. Though. That's like yeah. that's the, the point. So it is, you know, yeah, to get to bring that show and to to do that, it does make it worth it. I don't think you could it. do this if you didn't love it, though. You know, exactly. It's not like people do it all the time. They do it all the time, and they usually don't uh, stick with it you yeah, know, very that's long I mean. in, in music, you can't do at it least. For too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely will weed out the you know the folks who uh, maybe their heart's not in it, or they're like, you know what, this isn't for me because uh, mm-hmm. you got to it, It's a labor of love for sure, especially when you're touring all over the place because it's it's a little tiring for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed this guy. Uh, have you heard of Mark Maggiore? Yeah. He does like Western paintings. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I talked with him and he said he'll get DMs from people who say, I want to start Western painting because he said they'll see his painting sell for half a million dollars or something. He goes, that's not how you make the money. Yep. Your heart has to be first. So. Yeah. And I, I don't know anything about his story whatsoever. I love his work though. I've mm-hmm. seen you know, his, his paintings. But you know, a guy like that, you know, you have to know that he didn't start 
making a million dollars. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? He started exactly. because he loved doing that. Mm -hmm. And then he's put in so many years and hours and mm -hmm. that's it, you his know. Life, yeah. His life's work. Uh-huh. Because he likes tell. it. Yeah. So that's that's it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's the same thing with this. People ask me all the time, like, that's so cool you get to do Vancast for a job. I'm like, no, I have a job. This is <laughs> I I pay gas money. If anything, I'm not making anything off of it, but I do because I like it. No yeah. one's telling me to do it, but I love to do it. I'm yeah. getting to hear stories like this, you know, hearing your passion for your craft makes me want to go do the best at what I do, you know? So that's, awesome. that's why I love this. Well, and that's nobody's going to yeah. tell you, hey, Nick, you should do a van cast. Yeah. You know, it's something that you just have in you that you need to do for mm -hmm. whatever reason. And then it's up to you to, to make that happen. So, you know, if you have that calling, you just have to do it. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I didn't want to be up at 3 a.m. this morning. And no one's going to say, you know, no, no one's going <laughs> to sure. be like, it's going to be okay. Nobody wants you to, nobody's thinking about you doing anything. You yeah. just have to do it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other side of the travel I want to also get into is that you all have a wonderful camp you travel with. I've gotten to know a little bit oh, yeah. of the people on your crew. I've been trying to talk with Caleb about maybe hopping on the van cast soon, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, can you tell me a little bit about how important that is to have such a solid group of people around you, too? You know, yeah, definitely, man. We always – so when Joe – when I – even before meeting Jody, um, you know, I started out doing this in 20 – really 2014, 2015 is when I first hired a band, you know, and started going on tour 2015, 2016. And I've had so many different musicians. I've had so many people come and go uh, over the years. Some of, some of them have passed away. I've had, uh, you know, rest in peace, Bruce Wanmayer, my old steel player uh, years ago, he passed away. Um, I've had, you know, falling outs with people. I've had people leave for jobs, you know, because we're not making money. Um, and every scenario you could think of, you know, in hiring, firing, you know, losing people and whatnot with, with, a, a band, it's just kind of like any other job that you'd employ people to do or, you know, collaborate with somebody on. Um, but over the years you kind of collect these people, you know, and you <laughs> get, you get, you, you find a, a diamond in the rough and I'm not trying to say all musicians are bad or anything, but <laughs> you go through a lot of people and then you find you know, you find your people, you know, and it takes quite a long time to do that, at least in my experience. Yeah. And it's, it's not just, you know, the players, it's having, you know, Tyler who, you know, sells our merch and most definitely band, and having Josh who books the shows. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to find people when you're, you know, growing something to believe in what you're doing enough to to invest themselves and their time into it. That, that was the point I was trying to make exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's. And that's really such a big <clears throat> part of it. You know, you can be a great musician, but maybe the road isn't for you. You know, maybe you have responsibilities at home or maybe you're not good at taking care of yourself on the road. You fall apart, you're exhausted or you're partying too much or whatever. Um, there's so many tiny parts that go into being a traveling musician. So for anybody that can do that professionally, it's a big deal, you mm -hmm. know. It's a it's a really difficult job to do, and so I have a lot of respect for all musicians doing that job out yeah, there. Yeah, most definitely. It's tough. <laughs> have you been able to basically find, uh, you know, country music fans in every corner of the place you've been? We have. We went to, mm -hmm. um, you know, we went to Spain and 
Belgium and the UK and France this year and everywhere we went, they loved it. Yeah, it was it was incredible to see for sure, you know, all over the US. And then, uh, you know, for years, people have told me that uh, Europeans loved country music, but I didn't really know. Uh, firsthand, I'd seen videos and I'd heard other artists doing and well out there. And I've been shipping orders to them for years now. You know? mm-hmm. That is true. I knew we sold records. You mm-hmm. know, Jody's always shipping records over uh, overseas. Uh, but they really kind of put their money where their mouth was and they they showed up yeah, for us. So, that's so cool. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any favorite uh, places or even moments over the last year or really any time? I'll leave it open to you. Okay, Jody, you go ahead. Yes, um, I have all of those. (laughs) I don't know. It was just all so eye-opening and mind-blowing at the same time. To be, it was really difficult also, you know, nothing is as easy as it seems to navigate that kind of travel and new barriers, um, language barriers or whatever. Um, You know, I learned a lot as a tour manager and as a band manager and as a musician of how to do that. So that was really important for me i feel like okay i conquered that now i know how to do it different when we go back um but belgium really was incredible the energy that everybody had they welcomed us like family when they picked us up at the airport they threw us a barbecue you know they had mike and the moon pies playing and they had a texas flag and they were just ready to entertain us and um yeah they were they were great it was such a cool you know rock and roll but also country festival and energy was just through the roof. And then Spain, we headlined the festival in Spain and that also, you know, just was crazy to me. Yeah, that was, that was nuts. A lot of people didn't speak English, but they were singing along to the songs. Wow. (laughs) Um, And we did a rodeo in France and Mm -hmm. they had a whole kind of American rodeo there. And, you know, sometimes you're just doing so many of these things back to back that you don't really have time to absorb what just happened because you're already in the next moment. Sure. But when you look back, all of those things were all, you know, by themselves amazing. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Are there people that are from Belgium, for example, that are country music artists? Do they have like a country genre there or is it all people from here? There were, there were some. They uh, do, yeah. They do, you know, especially like England has, um, you know, UK has a lot of uh, of country artists. Belgium, I know there's some. Uh, Spain, they have a lot of bands. I think there's some country mm-hmm. bands out there. Pretty much everywhere, but I think the majority of the artists they kind of export. You know, they mm-hmm. get a lot of, they they just love American music in general, whether it's you know blues or rock and roll or country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have such a reverence for it and it's novel to them, mm. you know? So I think that they, they, they show up, you know, we, we played shows that I didn't know how they were going to sell and they were all sold out in Spain. And then we headlined that festival and it was 5,000 people. <laughs> wow. And That's incredible. they don't speak, most of the people don't speak English or very good English, but they were singing the words to the songs in, <laughs> you know, broken English, which was like yeah. just mind blowing. And That's then so Jesse cool. very and I crazy. did a duo tour through London, UK, up to Wales. Mm-hmm. And um, we had sold out shows, people singing along, and it was just the two of us acoustic. Mm-hmm. And that was really even, cool. Yeah, even that went over really well. Yeah. You know? So I it was just it. cool to see that. You know, whatever we were doing was still appreciated where we wherever we were going. Mm-hmm. So that's it's true. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd say Europe was probably the highlight of uh, of the year for me. All right. You know? mm-hmm. Just getting to see, aside from music, getting to see those uh, those countries. We got to see the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in did Paris. Did some tourist stuff. Did a few tourist things and getting to travel like that. It's something I never got to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, international travel. So it's very cool. Can you tell us also about your uh, homecoming, if you will, at the Catalyst? Not if you will. Oh, your yeah. amazing show, Homecoming, <laughs> at the Catalyst, oh, uh, yeah. and the release of the the live record as well. Yeah, yeah, man. It was that Homecoming show was incredible. Um, you know, anytime getting back to the Catalyst and back to Santa Cruz County is uh, is usually my favorite show of the year, just because I can always count on those people uh, to be there and to support. Um, but there was a kind of air of um, I don't know, not nervousness. I don't know, but I would. The first show went so well that we recorded that record. Mm-hmm. It was a sold-out show. We made a record, and here we were coming back to release that record, and to basically do the same thing we we had gone all out for, you know, before, um, to pack the catalyst and have another show, and they showed up. You know, it went off without a hitch, and it was a. It was a crazy, uh, energetic show. Mm-hmm. Joe was crowd surfing. People were crowd surfing at the show. It was a, it was a wild one. So. It was. Got anything to add, Jody? I was just thinking about it because I kind of forgot. But uh, <laughs> it was, it was really crazy because I, I'm always the one who's like nobody's gonna show up, you know. Mm. And then they're there, and it's a great, a great thing. And just to be able to see our family, and mm-hmm. we rarely get to see them, um, so it's nice to see, you know, the support of. Not only the community that supported us from the beginning and to see our family and our friends and kind of have that support system, um, even though we've moved away and we're always gone. Um, But this time I saw a lot of people I didn't know. And I've noticed that in this past year, there's a lot of new people. And that's a good thing, you know, a trend this year for sure. And it makes you really appreciate the people who've been there from the beginning. And then also it's been really interesting to see like, oh, the crowd, like the audience is broader and it's shifted and I can feel it and see it. It was a really fun show, man. Yeah, we, um, I saw a lot of people I know from high school, which is also fun too. Yeah, I know. It kind of feels like a big reunion kind of show, but I also think people get really excited about it and some people get a little too excited yeah and too excited people kind of like tailgate that, <laughs> oh, that show a little bit shoot i should have gone earlier you know yeah, I mean? yeah we get there i'm like okay everybody is it's a party for sure yeah partying. <laughs> there, there, there's a there's some definite partying going yeah. on which yeah. you know is good it adds having a it. good time <laughs> well i'm sure it's a it's similar for a lot of places but you know you can attest i'm sure the place we're from i feel like they're very supportive Oh of, yeah, of people who've done various things. You know, we got Tyler Gilbert playing baseball at that's a right. extremely high level, and you know, just even yeah, if it's he's crushing it, man. yeah, he is. Really it's so cool. cool. No hitter in his first start for people who don't know. Everybody yeah. knows though. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even people doing things that may not be on TV or anything, I just feel like we are from a really supportive place, mm-hmm. and I'm sure yeah. you've felt that personally. Definitely, man. I think that. Uh, what we do and what we've kind of built in the Santa Cruz County area in the San Lorenzo Valley. Um, I don't know what it would have been like doing it someplace else, you know, but I, I did have, uh, Hemflings, for example, you know, that place I grew up playing there. I think the first time I played there, I was 14 or 13 and, uh, they of course didn't let me in the bar, uh, but they would have me wait out back. And when it's time to play, 
they'd walk me to the stage, I'd sit behind the drums, I'd play my set and then walk back out. And, you know, those people there in the SLV all, you know, from punk rock to rock and roll to country music have kind of supported everything, uh, you know, that I've done. And when we moved back up there uh, and you had your shop in Felton, uh, it was the same deal. It was just kind of a, a an artistic community, you know, that was um, that was there. You want to add anything? Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel, you know, that there is a sense of pride in that area. And I think when somebody's doing well, you know, you get a little less of the like, oh, must be nice or mm -hmm. the, you know, that's weird that they're doing that. And you get a little bit more of like, oh, okay, cool. You're like, hell you know? yeah, he's from Let's go Ben check, Loman. Let's yeah. go check it out, you know? That's it. Yeah. And I've always had that sense about that area specifically, um, both as somebody who was kind of born near there, mm -hmm. but also as kind of an outsider, too, who grew up up north and would come back because my whole family was there. Mm. Um, but it's just the sense that you get coming there. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, okay. I like being from a place that... You know, I'm some places I'm sure people may not be super proud of it, but I feel like so many people are proud to be from mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. area. A guy came up to me at Henflings like a month ago and he's like, Well, what town are you from? And I'm like, like right here. And he's like, No yeah. way, that's so cool. I'm like, it's just luck of the draw, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but people think it's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. It so, is, man. I'm very proud of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, I think it's less to do with the geographic location. Of course it's beautiful, but when you have a community like that where people mm -hmm. are just like actually truthfully for you and have a good heart. I think that's even. Yeah. I think about, about you know, specific people. I would go to coffee nine uh, every morning and get my coffee. Uh, when I would go to work, I worked at mountain feed and farm uh, and I'd go and get my coffee in the morning, you know, and the Sanchez family, they were always so supportive. They give me free coffee when I couldn't afford it some days, you know, they let me put my flyers up all over their windows, mm -hmm. you know, for shows. And, uh, yeah, countless people like that who have been there from the start. So shout out to all my SLV people. Yeah, yeah it's that's just awesome. A, that small town love, you know, us throwing shows at Hemflings and doing ticket. Yeah, we do raffles. Or raffles. We do raffles, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was screen printing our, our shirts. Yeah. You know, I'd go to the Goodwill and buy a bunch of blanks and wash them and then make my own screens and screen print them and sell them at Henflings. And, so rad. You know, only a small town is going to support yeah. stuff like yeah, that. It's yeah, it's true. I didn't know you worked at Mountain Feed. I feel like a few episodes I wore a Mountain Feed shirt. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did for, um, I think it was about a year and a half, maybe maybe just over a year. Yeah, but, uh, it's a cool spot. It was a good spot come to come home work. just covered yeah. in dirt. Yep, I worked in the, in the, <laughs> um, in the lot. Yeah. And I'm uh, just loading bags of soil and feed all day Dang, that's tough work yeah it was it was good get some tyrolean in after <laughs> no man i used to work at tyrolean holy was, moly that was my Jesse first job everywhere in that whole area. it's true man really? that was my first job i washed dishes at the tyrolean inn yeah and that was uh i think i was 15 16 maybe yeah i still don't think i've eaten there i've gone in a dozen times i would have the free meal that they give me okay. but i don't think i ever sat down to pay yeah. for a meal there it's pretty fancy yeah, yeah. there's yeah. some good stuff good yeah. food man um i know we're probably on a tight schedule because you got a epic show tonight mm -hmm. oh yeah um but do you have time for one more question yeah oh yeah um you know we've talked a lot about how you put your heart into something and you do that because not because of the reward at the end but you do it because you love it 
And I'm sure you get people who ask you, you know, how do I get into music or how do I take the mm-hmm. next step in music? And, you know, I know we've probably talked about this in the last episode, but I'm wondering for you, Jesse, if anything has, you know, occurred in your mind over the last year that you may have, you know, realized. Um, Jody, I'm looking forward to hearing from you for the first time. You know, is it we've talked about, you know, caring for each other, the group you're with? Is it is there any um, anything to do with, you know, faith at all? Like, what do you tell people who are curious about, you know, taking their skills or just their life to another level? I'll just kind of speak on this because it's my personal experience. Like one of the biggest uh, areas that that comes up is in sobriety just for me because that's, uh, you know, part of my story and that's that's what I do, you know, and I think that's why I'm, it's a huge part of why I'm successful in what we're doing as, uh, you know, because being clean and sober, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, um, you know, without the things that I've learned from doing that. So I get to, uh, I get to kind of pass that along to people quite a bit you know i get dms all the time i think we might have talked about this last time yeah. but um i get dms all the time and messages and emails from people uh asking about you know sobriety and um you know how to get clean and how to get off drugs or alcohol and um, and not just that but like how to get their life on track and i'm not a guru uh by any means you know i'm always working on my own personal stuff um but that's kind of one of the things that I've been able to give back is to, uh, you know, offer that little bit of insight that I've learned um, by kind of weaving uh, my career in with my sobriety and everything that we do. It's like an all-encompassing thing. I've got Jody, uh, I've got my band, I've got my fans, you know, to all kind of keep me a- accountable, you know. Um, and so that's kind of what I tell people is try to build a, a system for yourself, you know, one way or another um, to hold yourself accountable for sobriety, for business, for anything. That's that's a big thing. You know, if you have if you have a good team around you and you have good people, um, you know, it's a recipe for success. That's incredible and so positive and And thanks for sharing that, because I hope that yeah, answered your question. It definitely yeah. did. Yeah. People are going to absolutely benefit from that so can't thank you enough for sharing that yeah of course jody you got anything you know i actually get that question a lot um because i manage the band because i've been doing this for a while now i think people want to know or they want to think that like oh well how do you do it you know how do you do that and like anything you know it's going to be different for everybody but what i always come to and i've i've sought out mentors in everything that I've done, you know, from tattooing or whatever it is I'm into in music and management, everything. Um, So I definitely suggest seeking some kind of mentorship from somebody that you that has been there before you, because if we don't value that, the people who've been there before, we're not really going to understand, you know, what we're going to be able to bring to the table. So like when I was tattooing, my mentor always told me I was eyes and ears because I really didn't have anything to to bring at that time. And so if you really listen and you start paying attention, you'll learn a lot about what you want to learn about. But also, I think that on a more spiritual level, I think that you have to really sit with yourself and think, what what is it that I really want to do? And don't think about what your parents want you to do or what is cool to do or whatever. Just block that out. 
What is it that you really want to do? And just remember that the most valuable thing that we have is time. And we do not get time back. Money doesn't buy time. So try not to think about money. Try not to think. I know that's easy for, you know, easy to say, but it's, trust me, it's, it will come later on. Um, you know, just devote yourself to what it is that you want to do for the right reasons and just take the next step and keep taking those steps and you will get to the next place and then you can make those decisions. Don't try to do it all at once. Don't do something because you want to be famous right away or anything. It's the long game. It's the, the journey. It's all of those things are real and just focus on that. Just be yourself. <laughs> I know that's hard, but you know, just try to stay true to yourself and work hard. You know, when something gets hard, don't give up or get frustrated. Just think, okay, that's something I need to work on mm -hmm. and push through that and you will get there. And that's with anything, not just music. You know, I just use that Music is an example of something that you can use that toward. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly what we've done, you know. That's mm -hmm. that's solid advice. Yeah, just keep going. And, back to, and yeah. don't waste any more time, you know. Mm. Start doing it now. Back to back, home no, run no, answers right there. That's right. No time like the present. Mm -hmm. it's, I think both of you kind of said in different ways this support system, you know, following, you know, in the, in the path of someone who's been there before and looking to mm -hmm. them of how they did it and, and the two of you, I think, are an ex extraordinary example of leading the way in this industry and also with your yeah. kindness and, and just your personal stories. And uh, looking forward to seeing you up on that stage yet again tonight here in Morro Bay at the Siren. Yeah, I, I can't wait, man. I love this venue. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. this Glad town. you're here. You know, Pumped to have, be here. We're going to have a good night. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the folks who are listening right now, where can they find you online to see you in person? They can go to jessedanielmusic.com, and there's a tour tab on the website, and we always have all the dates on there. Bands um, in Town is a really great mm. platform to follow bands that you that like. That is a good one. Mm -hmm. You'll get updates on where they're when they're going to be near you, what festivals they're going to be on. All that good stuff. Yeah, even if we don't have the tour dates uh, uploaded, you know, when the day that they they drop, you know, mm -hmm. you'll be notified. Or so that's Spotify, a good one. if you follow on Spotify, it'll it'll show you the next dates that are yeah. coming up. Yeah, yeah. and, and say, all, obviously all of our social media. Yeah, that's right. I'll link those too. Um, I encourage people to check out your merch because of all my bands that I follow. I love your merch. So. Oh, thank you. That's, that's all Jody. She did yeah? all that yes, stuff. Just, I, just about all of it. Driving down, I was wearing the, merch. the eagle and the truck one. That's like my favorite shirt yeah. of oh, all yeah. time. Well, what yeah. a bummer is it when you go Me see too. a band yeah. you really love and the merch is just oh, yeah. weak. It happens. Yeah. A lot of yeah. like uh, older, you know, uh, country artists that I've Younger seen. Younger ones, too, though. Um, you know, I've been like, man, I really want to get this shirt, but I just don't know if I'd wear it that mm. much, you know. Yeah. But uh, that eagle, if it didn't have my name on it, I would wear it every day. Oh, yeah. I it's love that so shirt. epic. Yeah. It's a Thank badass you. shirt. Even in the venue tonight, I walked there, I'm like, I'm going to add something tonight to the wardrobe. Yes. And I'll have a couple pieces then. So, yeah. Hook you, there you go. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, thanks again so much, Jesse, Jody. Thank um, you. Thank you. Anytime you're in town or I'm in town, we'll connect. We'll we'll talk again. All right. Yeah. Sounds cool. good. Feel like I'm at the tippy top of my game, looking down at the raft. 